This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, that is the most wrestling-theme-tuned entrance to a podcast I've ever heard in my life. Wow! I'll take it, though. That was loud, wasn't it? Hannah, what do you think of that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm spe- I don't really know what to say about that. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? doesn't matter. I think it's it was loud. It was energetic. It was not what we expected. And if that doesn't sum up the first weekend of League 2 this season, I don't know what will. So we're back. Look, we're, we're here just to talk about League Two now because we've obviously got the League One podcast, which is taken off quite well. So we're in competition with ourselves. Um, yeah, we're both here and we're both absolutely raging about the first game of the season already. I'm, I'm all right. I think I, I think I was prepared for it, but what I did realise, and I think I probably not looked at League Two as holistically as I have, kind of preparing for this and I guess the end of last season as well when I started doing the previews the real AFL but I sat there in the lovely together stand at Stockport County on Saturday and I could not have been more excited when the scores started coming in like the sofa score alerts on my yeah. watch I was like oh, oh, oh yeah constantly and all, already looking forward to today so I wasn't as thrilled when the scores started coming in because yeah, well, we'll get to that. But, you know, yeah. look, we've got so much to get through tonight. So we're, we're going to go through, have a little bit of a, a touch on every game. Um, yeah. Just to, just to find out what went on and for some teams what went wrong. Um, but yeah, so how how do we start? We're going to start with, I think we should just get the, the first one out of the way, which was probably the most frustrating of the weekend was Swindon Colchester. It was a funny one. So I don't know whether you can comment on this. So 20 minutes before the game, it was called mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And supposedly they took the covers off at 4am, which presumably then allowed the rain to get to the previously covered pitch. So Swindon fans were saying that there was no sight of Ben Garner at all, which, you know, normally your manager's out on the pitch checking mm-hmm. it. There was no sight of Ben Garner. There was no music being played. There were no announcements. So it was like... Oh, they wow. knew. 
Um, oh, I mean, I don't know how true that is. That's just going by what I've read from yeah. some fans. So it might be that they're exaggerating a little bit. But yeah, I'm saying, you know, I've got to say, I'm, I'm saying what I've seen. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that it definitely happened. Well, likewise. Um, I mean, it's it, it'll be lovely that they can start the season with their new forward that they've signed on a loan from uh, Luton Town. Who? Oh, they signed another. Oh, I thought they yeah, oh, Jay Taylor. Not, I have paid no attention today because yeah. I have, it's 48 hours later and I'm still in heated debates with Crawley fans. That has been my weekend. So, um, sorry, update me then, update me. Yeah, yeah, so they've signed uh, Colchester in, in slightly dubious timing, then announced that they'd signed Jay Taylor as a forward from Luton on a season-long loan. Yeah, it's a little bit suspicious, <laughs> that, isn't it? It's tight, it's fine. Not, 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 not a lot suspicious, just, just a little suspicious. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, look, I saw the videos, and to, to be honest, I think even with the rain covers, it probably would have ended up being called off anyway, but it doesn't look like they made much of an effort to get it on. No, there was a lot of rain, wasn't there? And... Yeah. Yeah, it's continued to be. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I, mean, I, I was in Swindon on Friday night for the oh, yeah, charity night. And, uh, and then I drove from Swindon to Crawley. And I, even I, as I was driving to Crawley, I was on the, the, the oh, I'll just come to the M25. Yeah. And I was like, this is, there's no way that this game's going to be on with the rain. Oh, really? And then it stopped. I was like, oh, please. But then it started again. And we were, and then when, when the game started, we got, when we went 1 0 down, we were all like, Please call it off. <laughs> I, hope, I hope this gets abandoned, but we'll we'll come to that. I'd say so. Swindon, they've got to go back to Colchester on a Tuesday night, which isn't a nice trip. No, no. Um, it seemed like there were some very, very long, long trips for a, for an opening game of the season. I, I know, I know you've got your friend that you love to talk about <laughs> the fixtures, but he has not been kind to many teams this weekend. Um, yeah, not at all. But let's get on to the football. Football. There was actual football. It was. It uh, meant something. And do you know what? Like, as much as there were odds, some odd things, it was also very predictable. It was like we've been telling Wrexham and Notts County for the last six months that League Two is not a walk in the park. So that was fine. Yeah. Uh, Bradford lost to Crawley. So yeah. that's predictable. Um, County lost on their opening day against Gillingham. Both things that are predictable. So it was actually weirdly comforting. And Doncaster losing to Harrogate as well. Another one. <laughs> Standard. Yeah. yeah. There was uh, there was actually lots of consistency in League mm -hmm. Two this weekend amongst the chaos. Well, let's let's get into the chaos then, because first <laughs> game up, Hannah is. And you're going to take the lead on this one. Yeah, like, yeah. We'll, do, we'll do alternates. So we we've can we've divvied them up. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Let's talk Stockport, Gillingham. What oh. happened? Well, it was opening day. We we don't we don't win on opening day, and um, we don't beat Crawley. Uh, beat Gillingham. We don't beat Crawley either. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that's what happened ultimately. I think I think Gillingham. Um, obviously have invested heavily in their side. Uh, Johnny Williams either was well controlled or, or just didn't really um, kind of shine too much. Uh, Shadrach Ogi uh, was good in defence. 
County, I think, I mean, we saw a lot of this last year, where, last season, where County would play really, really well and be arguably dominant, but not score. And then make a stupid mistake, the opposition capitalise on it. And in this case, it was... um, a free kick and a bit of a smash and grab. But Gillingham were really good. I, honestly, I think kind of with all the context and I'm glad to have got Gillingham out of the way because I think they, last season, they and we, you know, we talked about this at the time, they sat back a lot. They, they wanted to draw mm-hmm. um, and they were frustrating. It was a frustrating game of football to watch. Um so they were taking their chances that they, they were, you know, it was, it was more entertaining. Definitely. Yeah. I think they're going to get stronger as they go along as well. So you, you don't mm-hmm. want to, you don't want to look a loss is a loss, but yeah. goal difference is a huge thing regardless, yeah. you know, so you, you're talking, you don't want to be minus three, minus four goals at this stage. Yeah. Um, unfortunately there are some teams that are, um, that really didn't expect to be, but I mean, looking at the stats of it, it does seem like you guys controlled the game, and up until yeah. like, when, up until when you said Gillingham played really well, the point of you know it was, it was scrappy, it was a smash and grab, it was a free kick, it was one 0 That's that's almost a mirror of our game as well. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting that because everybody predicted you to win, everyone predicted it, predicted, sorry, predicted us to win, and it didn't happen. So although know. saying that the EF the real EFL teams predictions, everyone had us to draw. Did they? Yeah. I think everybody had us to win four or five nil. <laughs> except um, you. Except me, who said one nil Crawley or five nil Bradford. It was only one or one or the other. Right. Um, but do you know what? All credit to the, the Gillingham fans were, um, I can't remember how many there were, 900 and something. Um, it was, yeah, they, they sang their little hearts out and... A long brought a bit of atmosphere which was nice as well yeah 12 hour round trip isn't it for, for on the coaches yeah it would be it was yeah i did it last season the other way but yeah, yeah. Not good. how was your referee because i'm gonna just sort of ask you because i've got some comments on our referee as well uh i think the gillingham fans would say that he was biased towards stockport so that predictably means that i thought he was fine um but they you know there was some um hallelujah chance when they got a free kick and yeah i think they felt hot. i mean i know like looking through some of the match reports uh grant mechanic doncaster's another one that's come out against referees we'll, we'll talk a lot this season about referees i'm sure but yeah yeah we will um well look uh, it's not not too confident mind you you were you're not over, ever overly no. confident really are you it's Fine. not it's not changed anything. Hey, like you, every every relatively sensible Stockport fan will say that normally we get started playing in November, and it yeah. looks at times like we could get start in maybe you know late August, early September, which is a bonus. So yeah, plus you've got you've got quite a few injuries, and it's yeah, it's and mix and match team, and more. I think um, they've announced today that we've recalled uh, Katie Johnson from Rochdale, um, perhaps for cover for Callan Camps, who's kind of holding his elbow. Um, Rosedale as well, isn't there? 
a Crowsdale oh. book, um, Sunburn, who does the a lot of the media with the club, he said that it's not for Crowsdale and he's expected to play either tomorrow or, or Saturday. Well, Rochdale fans, because um, I actually had a quick look on that when I saw that he'd been recalled, Rochdale fans seem to think it's because he he didn't play the weekend. They seem to feel that Stockport have maybe taken the bat and ball home about the fact that he didn't oh, right. actually play. So don't know maybe maybe it is maybe it was it was a it was an agreement that he'd be getting playing time because you know why send a player out yeah. alone to yeah. sit on the bench yeah. it's not a thing so yeah well let's uh let's go on to the next one and it's the first shock of the of the weekend which was Sutton versus Notts <laughs> County and I mean look I've watched I watched the highlights I spoke to, to some county fans on the way home and it, it just looked like they were completely shell-shocked with yeah. what was happening. They just, they didn't know what to do. I don't think they, I'll be honest, I didn't expect Sutton to be sort of an, an attacking, fluid football team. They never have been. They've no, but like Amari Patrick was, I think, a good kind of indicator that that might have been coming. Yeah, and when they ran at Notts County, Notts County just did not know what to do. They, they yeah. flapped, they... They misplaced passes. They made mistakes, but let's not. I know we, we could we could easily spin this as you know this is a, a national league side that's come up and they're struggling with the the strength in league two. We can't take away just how good Sutton looked. Yeah, and you know I, I don't know about you. And again, you know we've I've only been following league two for a year, but the idea of three Sutton players being in the EFL team of the week is completely alien to me, and I can't remember seeing one last season. And and I think it, that maybe shows how poor the national league was last season, aside from those top mm, two, because maybe. they obviously Sutton only came up from the national league two years ago, mm -hmm. the year before you guys did. They got themselves up, and they've now established themselves. I mean, the first season they almost made the playoffs, and they've established themselves as kind of a a really horrible place to go. They are, they're not a nice team to play, mm -hmm. but they, they understand their role and they, they do it really well. And that's shown the difference in two years from a team coming up and establishing themselves to a team coming up that we thought was already above this level. Yeah. Hitting the ground and really just tripping up straight away. It wasn't honestly county fan. Sorry. Yeah. Not county fans in the, in the services. I've never seen them, them look, so well, any fans look so glum. <laughs> um, honestly, the services it was like a morgue. There was us, there was Hartlepool fans, and there were Notts County fans, and then Peterborough, <laughs> Peterborough won. Um, they kind of they interrupted like a, a moment of quiet reflection between the lot of us. We were, we were holding prayer circles. Uh, <laughs> I've done that on the M6 services a few times. Like, yeah. we're talking about swapping shirts, um, <laughs> but yeah, it just. Honestly, uh, I always, I always, when I stop at services on on the way home, one thing that I always think is, if I see other teams' fans that are in my league and it's like a biggish mm -hmm. club, I always think don't really want to stop there, do you? Because you don't know what's going to happen. If there's some dicks, it can kick off. Blah, mm -hmm. blah blah. I think everybody was just that deflated on Saturday that we all just sat in our KFC in silence. Everybody was just it, on. It was, and then these Peterborough fans came in, right, smiling. We all just went around, right, get out, and everyone just <laughs> left together. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Luke Williams was happy. What I don't under right explain this to me because 
I read this and then I've looked for it and I think I'm looking in the wrong place to be fair. It took me ages <laughs> to find their highlights because I, I get right annoyed by different places sharing them. What actually happened? How could he, did he, surely he said that sarcastically? I think, well, I, I also saw a quote where he talked about his team's pathetic performance. So it must have been. Yeah. Unless he means, similar to what I said to Wrexham fans last night, uh, uh, producer Ryan in the chat has just said it's because he thinks that his team should have lost 10-0. <laughs> oh, fair. Which, which, yeah, that's, you know, I'd be delighted <laughs> to only concede five. But I wonder if, and it's same for, for Wrexham because we're going to get onto them as well, but I wonder mm. if losing on the opening game and, and kind of not just losing by one goal, being toyed with for 90 minutes, I wonder if that is kind of a a little bit of a, an eye-opener and a humbling that needed to happen. Yeah, and like you say, we'll we'll get on to Wrexham. Notts County is almost worse in lots of ways because MK Dons have come down. They, you know, have been in League One for a while. They, whereas I don't think, I certainly, that, that scoreline, that performance from Sutton was just not something that I think anyone could have predicted. No. Um, again, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, six yellow cards and a red card in that game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which... I mean, we've not talked about Aidan Stone, who uh, there's there were two this week. Um, I can't remember where the other one is, but we'll get to it. Red card debuts. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Stone was one. I mean, it was a, it was a, unfortunately for him, it, it was a it was a blatant red card. He came out of the area. He dived down here. If he didn't take the man out, he'd have handballed it and it'd have been a red mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, you can't really argue with that and it's not a good way to make your debut and it's it's not a good way when you lose 5-1 5-1 Amari Patrick, by the way a contender for goal of the season as well in there, <laughs> which you love to see on the opening game yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Rex and them <laughs> so 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 MK Dons are clearly, you know, we, we've said this, demonstrating their commitment to promotion with mm-hmm. Graham Alexander's appointment. They um, are apparently in for Luke Armstrong, uh, who is potentially leaving Harrogate. Um, in the, mm-hmm. there's, I think there's a few as MK Dons as Exeter's been mentioned. There's a whole whole raft of teams. But you know, I don't think we've seen the last from them in terms of their um, their strengthening. Jonathan Lico was brilliant. He's another one in Team of the Week. Graham Alexander is the mm. the Manager of the Week. Um, Mo, do you see Mo Isa's goal? Uh, the, the one second where goal. The six defenders yeah. like just converged, and he rammed just through them. Through them. Yeah, like, unbelievable. We, oh, it was um, yeah. I think. It's funny, like li- listening to the Wrexham fans on um, on Twitter. Some of them are starting to question Ben Foster. I think Rob Langton can like have a have a go back in maybe. Um, but you know, MK Dons were always tipped to do well in League One. I think they evidenced that. Um, I don't think it was just down to Mullins' absence. Oh, here's another weird quote for you. Uh, Wrexham didn't get their level of arousal right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a Parky special. That's a Parky think... special. Mm-hmm. I, I... Oh, my wow. interpretation of that is maybe they 
raised too much for the occasion. I'm not sure. Now, I watched Phil Parkinson take us to a cup final. Uh-huh. And at no point was the football described as arousing. <laughs> you were obviously doing it wrong. Well, no, it was dull football. Like, I'm being brutally honest. The football that Phil Parkinson plays isn't exciting for, or it wasn't exciting football. He's notoriously known for that. He's known mm. in kind of, I mean, you, you, you hear. But maybe he was talking about the players individually in terms of their, I don't know, ability to perform. This There's is much better ways he could have described this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to old people about Viagra. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. Can we talk about the own goal? Because I still can't work out what he was doing. Because no. unmarked, completely unmarked, centre of his area, bullet header. I just... Six minutes in. Yeah, no pressure on him whatsoever. Like, when I say unmarked, I don't mean that there was a... Def uh, sorry, a strike of two or three. It was completely... He was the extra man, really, and it just looked. I mean, it was great, Edda. yeah. But... And yeah, there's another one like that in the um, Tranmere Barrow game where it's just somewhat in, in in that in that situation. It was to their advantage, but yeah, almost kind of wrong place, wrong time, and just panicked. Yeah, I mean, what I will say is Ben Foster immediately put his hands up with that one. So I don't know if Ben Foster called. Oh, maybe for him to do something, and Ben Foster literally put put his hand up as if to say sorry. Yeah. So, so maybe there is that, but yeah, no, that was. Yeah, <laughs> look, I thought we'd be. Uh, we're we're going to talk a lot about Rex in this season. We know we are, but let's not yeah. discount the 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 uh, the MK Dons of it because the, the, yeah. my favorite part was when they went three one up, I think it was, and 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 Lico went and he did the knee slide in front of the the dugout. <laughs> Graham Alexander was just stood at the back side of the dugout by the little entrance to the stand just with the not a great not a grin just a little smirk on his face and i was like he's loving every second of it. i mm. i'm delighted he's back in man not just back in management but yeah. in league too because he's yeah. a phenomenal manager and he's, he's shown it. he took mk dons from being one of the favorites not favorites or one of the favorites to struggle this season to being yeah a challenger again when they announced him that was the statement that was the turnaround was literally, it, yeah literally and one overnight. interesting thing about that game was and i didn't know this and i, I probably would have put some money on it and it came up on the 606 last night that um you could get four to one odds on um mk yeah. don's winning and wrexham are playing grim uh wigan tomorrow and you can get three to one odds on wigan beating Wrexham. So that's got to be worth a punt. Do you think it's just... I was trying I was trying to work this out last night, but do you think it's just that the bookies know that there's going to be a lot of money lumped on Wrexham this season, so it's easier to just keep their odds short and risk losing Maybe. money on the, on the flip side? But we saw this a lot last year, and I noticed it when I was writing the previews week in, week out. You could see things that the bookies couldn't see because they're looking at form, like from last season. They're looking at, you know, really kind of binary stats, I guess. And they don't tend to look at this level into, you know, some of the more, I don't know, delicate or subjective things. So they don't always get it right. But no. 
It'll be. I think also with them facing Wigan tomorrow, they could. They're, they're playing. Um, who are they playing at the weekends? Who? Oh, uh, Wrexham are playing. Oh, we had this out last night. Sorry, it's. We should probably know this. It's Wimbledon. I was going to say. Well, I've spent quite a lot today writing the preview, so I really should know it. But <laughs> they. Um, I think that they'll go into it. I think tomorrow tomorrow's game will be really important in terms of how they approach that Wimbledon game and whether they go into it, you know, completely sobered after mm. having been beaten again, which isn't fair really because it's two teams with, you know, a lot of League One experience, a lot of experience at higher levels, um, or whether they manage to um, to do well tomorrow night and go into the Wimbledon game with a lot of confidence. Yeah. I, I kind of already want the cup to be over this season, um, <laughs> and, and that 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 leads us on to the next game, which is unfortunately Crawley Bradford. And the reason, you know, for me, for me, this season is is make or break for us. We we have to, yeah, we have to go for it this season. I don't want any distractions. I don't want any excuses. So for me, the cup can can be a nothing thing. Um, but presumably so, Hughes feels the same because that was the when he joined Bradford, that was it was very much, you know, you've got three years and, and we want promotion and that's non-negotiable. So he I would imagine feels he said the same today way. he's putting a full team out tomorrow because he, right. he wants to have a go at the cup. <laughs> so I'm like, oh um I don't know how to really explain what happened on Saturday. Like I genuinely can't. I don't know the thoughts behind it. I personally don't believe it was our... Well, it definitely wasn't our strongest 11, mm -hmm. but I, I believe Hughes knows that it wasn't our strongest 11. I think okay. that that was done intentionally because it was Crawley. Mm -hmm. um, oh. Ash Taylor is getting a lot of stick online yes. from Bradford fans. And I'll be honest, he, he he had a bad game. He had a very, very bad game. And he knows that. He, mm -hmm. he can, no, no one knows. No one believes you know no one knows more than the person themselves no one they've had a bad game yeah. it wasn't good there was a lot of mistakes that that kind of led to chances the, the free kick for the goal wasn't a free kick okay. which kind of frustrating um the referee was atrocious and I'm, I'm probably going to focus more on that as well mainly because i can't that's a cry <laughs> if i talk about bradford i'll finish the bradford part first we weren't on it we didn't really threaten at any point in particular, Crawley had 21 shots, 18 of them off target. Okay. Now, that, that for me shows that they are, they're still not there either. They didn't have a great game. We were just miles off it. Yeah, but there are games where you get like one, one not even one shot on target mm. because it was a goal. Yeah. You only need one. And this is... Oh, 100%, yeah. But it's it's just look, Crawley fans are getting excited now. I've read them on Facebook. Do you know what? I I I know, and I think it's just it's almost kind of hysterical relief. Yeah. If if nothing else, because it it must have been horrific to start a new season, going into it and fully expecting to lose three or four nil on the opening game of the season. Definitely. Definitely, it, and and I can I can understand the celebrations, and because you know they've got to take every point that they can get. What got me, and I don't know how much of our six or six you heard last night. Anna, some, some, some <laughs> was a Crawley fan last night telling me 
that none of the Bradford side would get into that Crawley squad. <laughs> Swear to you, I almost entered the space there and then. <laughs> done with football because look, I, I don't care what anyone says. One game doesn't change nothing. The fact is, if you're telling me seriously you wouldn't take 31 goals last season, Andy Cook. Uh, <laughs> Thing is, they couldn't touch Jamie Walker. They couldn't touch Clark Edouard. They couldn't touch Osadebi off the bench. Um, I went off and I started naming subs and reserves that don't even get in our team. I was like, mm -hmm. I three defenders that are back up to Taylor, who was terrible, and all three of them would walk into your team and take the captain's armband. Um, yeah, it was just silly. I think, look, there's, there's getting carried away after one game, and that was definitely getting carried away. Yeah, I, yeah. I did. And I know we don't like to gamble, and we don't like we don't like doing that. That's that, that. This is a bit different. I did say to the Crawley fan that because uh, he said that Crawley will finish above Bradford this season. So <laughs> I said if he'll buy his season ticket next season, wow. and if not, he's got to donate his cost of a season ticket to charity, which mm -hmm. that's the kind of betting I don't mind. But yeah, it was just it's just ridiculous. Like we we were poor, decisions were poor. The last 10 minutes, the last 10 minutes when we brought our final subs on, if we play that team with Andy Cook in it, mm -hmm. we'll be absolutely fine. But mm -hmm. it was just the first 75 minutes yeah. or so. The referee. Can we just for a minute oh. just talk very briefly about the fact that Corey Adai, who got so much abuse last season, to the extent that I wrote a piece for the Real AFL entitled In Defence of Corey Adai, yep. um, was the goalkeeper of the week. But he was He didn't do anything. He had <laughs> nothing to I'm just do. So, like, I feel so happy for him after everything last season that he can just, he can, he can claim it. I recall one shot on target. Like, I know we had a few more shots on target, but the one shot on target that would have possibly been a goal, the other shots on target were never in a million years going in because I think the defenders would have been able to chase the ball down. I don't know. I mean, look, he'll be delighted. Absolutely fine. But there's no way. I put, it this way put it this way. Harry Lewis did better than him. Because Harry Lewis had more to do. Harry Lewis pulled off a world-class save in the second half. Like, it would have been 2-0 without any shadow yeah. of a doubt. Um, Harry Lewis had more to do than him, and Harry Lewis had a better game than him because he didn't have anything to do. Right, oh, go on. Yeah. Get your, get your, you've got 60 seconds to get your uh, referee out. 11, red, uh, 11 yellow cards, sorry, in the game. Two yellow cards, one for... Um, one for our assistant manager, Glyn Hodges, and one for Scott Lindsay. So 13 yellow cards and a red card in that game. The referee was atrocious. He literally blew for anything. The, the red card that we got was actually a second yellow. Um, Taylor made a mistake, and I, I'm not going to butcher his name. The, the lad that we've got on loan from Brentford had to then step in, and unfortunately he took the player down from behind. He was already on a yellow. Shouldn't have been on a yellow because the yellow card that he got wasn't a yellow card. He clearly got the ball. Like, and I'm not even talking like one of those ones that's kind of questionable. He got the ball. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. It was just, it was just stupid. The the yeah, we had uh, six minutes of added, five minutes of added time in the first half. We played eight, uh, and then six minutes of added time in the second half, and I think we played nine or something like that. It, mm -hmm. yeah, like 
he just didn't seem to have control. And people were getting booked for asking why. That's all they were doing. They were asking what's going on. Uh, both It's rare to see both managers and both sets of fans outside the ground after the game going, what on earth was that referee playing at? I think it was it Hughes, actually. It Maybe it was this, got this game. There was someone anyway, one of the managers, who said that their team were really, really struggling with tackles because they didn't know, they couldn't gauge from the referee mm -hmm. what the level was. Yeah. And so they were, you know, either heavy handed or really tentative and, and kind of gentle with it because they couldn't, just couldn't yeah. work it out. Hughes, Hughes basically said that every foul isn't a yellow card, mm -hmm. but in that game it was. Yeah. And, and that's that's literally what the first half, especially. I mean, 11 yellow cards and it was equally spread. It wasn't like mm. it was all biased. No, no, no. He, he yeah. wasn't biased towards any. He made mistakes for both teams. Unfortunately, the mistake that he made for them led to a free kick, which don't yes. get me wrong. It's a defender. It's a, it's a great free kick into the bottom corner. I was stood right behind it and I was stood right behind Harry Lewis and I went, Harry, left post about seven or eight seconds before he took it. I was like, left yeah. post because there was a gap. The right. wall was just, you could just, I could see the wall between, sorry, I could see the ball between the wall and the post. And I was like, if I can see that, he can see it. And he just yeah. placed it round. And it was uh, Will Wright, wasn't it? He'd, he's only yeah. just gone to Crawley. Yeah, um, perfect free kick. Nice Genuinely, shot, at that point, at that position as well, it was perfectly placed into that bottom corner. Mm -hmm. Lewis couldn't get across to it. Um, it was too close. So right. You had more than 20 seconds. Know, Someone move on. You can have it or well, 60 seconds even. Um, Away days are great, especially when your striker bags a last-minute winner. But there's nothing quite like playing at home. And do you know what? The same goes for McDonald's. Why not maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery? Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by the wonderful people over at NordVPN. The 2023-24 campaign is set to draw to a close, but the football never truly stops. With the Olympics, Euro 2024 and the new season set to commence in no time, make sure you don't miss any of the action wherever you may be in the world by downloading NordVPN. For just the price of one cup of coffee per month, NordVPN allows you to watch your favourite teams, players, shows and movies anywhere in the world, even if they aren't available in your region, simply by switching the location on your device to one which is showing the content. NordVPN also acts as your cyber bodyguard, protecting your personal data and other sensitive information such as credit cards and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, which is always a worry when you travel abroad. And with just one subscription to NordVPN, you can use this service across six different devices, which is incredibly handy if you're traveling with your family and or loved ones. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash realEFL. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support our podcast too. The link is in the podcast episode description box. So now... Back to the podcast. Uh, so Forest Green Rovers and Salford. Forest Green Ro Rovers were the only relegated side not to win this weekend. Um, Salford City um, won 2-0. They started without Elliot Watts, which sent the Salford fan base into hysterical, well, he must be leaving. He was actually in hospital um, and... You know, it's fine. But also kind of a good opportunity to talk about we went to Salford last week for their media day we and did. interviewed 11 of their first team players, which was lovely. And um, Elliot Watts, who was you'll remember from last season, I think he was the had the most assists at any level in the kind of 
top four tiers, but has never scored for Salford. So I was kind of really quite invested in this being his, like he was going to go in and, and score in the first game and um, and didn't start. Forest Green Rovers, another one that, well, I guess they're the opposite of Stockport County, is the first time they haven't lost on their opening weekend since 2016. So they are normally straight out of the blocks and and win so a bit of a shock for them and I think like looking at the stats the possession was fairly evenly split the Forest Green Rovers report and we were saying before really struggled to find anything kind of to counter it suggests that they um, dominated the game and that Salford were um, a little bit lucky but Curtis Tilt was in um, the again in the League 2 team of the week so I'll keep looking to try and find a, a match yeah. report that, that counterbalances that because um, Forest Green Rovers did have more chances in the first half. Uh, but, yeah, I think be interesting to see this week as they um, as they move on what happens. It'd be crazy if Torfu, won't it? The yeah, smallest uh, attendance on Saturday as well. So 1,936, which included 168 away fans. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it, let's be honest, it's, it's two small teams. They, they don't get big crowds, either mm-hmm. of them. So there were only 3,000 odd at Crawley. It's yes, there were. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And over 1,000 of them were Bradford. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a big difference, but in fact, it's not far off the same, really. But no. in terms of home fans, look, Forest Green back in the league. I, we, I thought they we were going to struggle this time around, yeah. but I think Salford are very, very strong. Like I said, we had a fun day last week. We got to chat with all of them. What I will say um, is looking through the goals. Did you watch the first goal? No, oh, no. So it was beautiful. Ashley. Connor yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, it might not be the first goal. It was the, I think it was the Smith goal, the header. Smith, that was right at the end. Yeah, like 90th so, minute. So Ashley got the ball, played this lovely lofted over the top through ball out onto the wing. Uh, ball is whipped into Matt Smith and it's kind of a header that's behind him. And he, he right. I don't know, how he, don't know yeah. how he really does it, but he kind of gets behind and heads it in. Corner, uh, sorry, the cross was by Bolton. Uh huh. Well, so all three of them combined and thought, you know what? I'll do it for Liam Hanna. I'm going to just say, <laughs> but no, genuinely, and the through ball was awesome. The cross was mm-hmm. literally almost on the cent on the penalty spot, and Matt Smith, who's like twelve foot, was somehow yeah. in the goal and out of the box at the same time. He kind of okay. jumped backwards and just headed mm-hmm. in. And Salford have a reputation as well for those last minute goals. They mm-hmm. um like throughout last season but second certainly the second half uh you can't keep your eye off them no they're a very good side very very good yeah. side of Salford um we've been having little interactions with with Elliot what today <laughs> uh which is always funny um from his hospital bed he's been he's been tweeting us and, and yeah uh, he's actually, I think he's actually promised us a song at the end of the season if they go up yeah, so this came from their initiation songs. Uh, Ashley. When we interviewed Ashley, he told us, because we were talking about fines, and he said that 
he, he said he was very, very good. And they said, oh, no, actually, I have had a fine because I rather, I'd rather take the fine than sing the initiation song. But, yeah, yeah. they're uh, definitely, well, at some point we'll release the interview with Al and Carl. And, leaving uh, it to the end because it's the hardest one to edit because <laughs> there's nowhere to, I went in to do it and tried to place the questions and the questions just fit anywhere yeah because cause it was just they were just chatty they were just yeah. wild um yeah but from a footballing point of view you can totally see where that why that partnership works because they are such good friends in like off mm -hmm. the pitch and um I was gonna say in real life but you know they are real people um yeah. and so you know the, the their pitch partnership is an extension of that well they go on holiday together don't they, they do. with the partners yeah. i know that they were both saying that their girlfriends hate yeah. how close they are yeah um because they literally can't do anything without the other one it seems which is again no. it's what you need you need those sorts of those mm -hmm. sorts of players in your in your team that gel together and create that spine and create that those partnerships i yeah. i'm all for it um, but yeah, look, it's for them. It's a great start to the season. They'll they wanted to hit the ground running, and they did. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> what's next? So I can't win in this next game, Hannah. Which is more right. versus Walsall because if I praise Walsall, it's because I'm a Bradford fan and I dislike Derek Adams. And if I praise Morecambe, it's because I don't like Walsall. Okay. When in truth, I don't like either of them. Let's be fair. <laughs> right, okay. Well, let's just be incredibly factual. What was the score? It was 2-1 to Morecambe. All right. Um, <laughs> were any of those penalties? Was anyone sent off? Um, well, there were not, no penalties. And, of course, Danny Johnson got his goal, yes. uh, his return goal. He is ahead of Charlie Austin, which I believe <laughs> is is, a, is an argument that's being had this season. Danny Johnson versus Charlie Austin, who will score more goals. There were no red cards. Which Excellent. is again good, but again one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yellow cards. Okay, um, and again, Morecambe newly relegated, winning because mm. they're the only ones that didn't were Forest Green Rovers. Uh, I think probably, I mean, they're playing Mansfield. I think this Saturday. Be interesting to see. I think probably a similar level. Oh, Mansfield fans won't like that. I, I think it, I think this weekend again we're talking about like Notts County Wrexham about it maybe shocking them and, and humbling a little bit. Yeah, I feel like this weekend did that to Walsall mm -hmm. because, and I've said it for a while, and they, they don't like that. I say this; they've they've kind of caught up to where the, the teams last season were, but they've not right. gone further yeah. ahead. Yeah, which I don't think is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, but we would have said the same about Sutton, in fairness. Well, I wouldn't have even said that about Sutton. I wouldn't have even said that Sutton had improved to that level. Yeah. Um, but with, with Walsall, it was... Because, to be fair, I haven't paid much attention to Sutton because we don't have many Sutton fans we interact with, so... I think I had Sutton on, on one thing that we did as my dark horse for allegation. But do you know what? It, let's let's wait and... Let's give everyone five game. games and then it's we'll revisit yeah. this. Yeah, I think, um, I think it kind of showed that there's still work to be done. One thing that I said about Walsall was, and I asked this last night to a, to a Walsall fan, was do they have a head of recruitment? And they have a director mm -hmm. of football who kind of makes the, the, right. the decisions and has been going out and finding the players. Now, when they appointed their manager, I said openly, I think that's the cheap option. 
they've gone for the cheap option. It's not an inspiring choice, but they've mm-hmm. made good signings. Yeah. Um, similar with Tranmere. Went yeah. for a cheap option, made good signings. And, we- you know, arguably someone who knows the club, who has been on the insides, mm-hmm. knows what they need to do and can hit the ground running in both cases. But if the manager's not good enough, it doesn't matter who you sign. <laughs> because if they can't get the best out of those players... That's that's the issue, and that's where we, where we may see an issue where maybe Sadler's not the guy that they think he is. Maybe, but it's one game, and they yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, I've got Markham fan, uh, sorry, Walsall fans in my DMs giving me abuse, so I'm gonna say it. Okay. <laughs> Next up, oh, I love this one. This, it's is, this so... is brilliant. So uh, Doncaster lost one nil to Harrogate. Uh, Harrogate's goal was a penalty. It was Jack Muldoon who came in as a replacement for Luke Armstrong. Uh, Don talked about Luke Armstrong before the game, like why he wasn't playing. Yeah, so he withdrew himself or made himself unavailable for selection because he would like to leave. Um, Simon Weaver has said that they've had offers. He is waiting for an offer that's acceptable to him, essentially. Um, and, you know, as we said earlier, there's interest from MK Dons, from Wrexham, from Exeter, like from, from all over. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. And also, you know, does Luke Armstrong just sit out every game waiting for someone to put a bid in? Does that reflect well on him as a player? He's apparently he said could... he'll never play for them again. I see. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I, that's, I heard that last night. That he's, he, I think, so the, the other side, Luke Armstrong's argument is when he re-signed last year, it was a publicity thing for Harrogate for them mm. to get people to, mm-hmm. to buy season tickets. Um, right. When he re-signed, the agreement was that in the summer he would be allowed to speak to clubs that put offers in and they've been right. rejecting offers without letting him speak. Mm-hmm. So he's taking his bat and ball home. And I, I was told last night, that he said he'll never allegedly 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 we have to say about all this yeah he uh he he has said he allegedly said he won't play for the club again which mm-hmm. forces their hand then to sell him right so mm. yeah and game, you know ryan's also said that allegedly he may want not want to get injured well i mean no one wants to get injured but you know when you are the star player for the team you it's more likely because like Nick Powell on Saturday was like the walking wounded at times mm-hmm. um which is a worry because he's made of Pringles um and Luke Armstrong I'd imagine would be similar like the risk of um sustaining an injury because someone has has gone in a bit too hard is is probably higher but anyway Harrogate played very well yeah. Um, Doncaster were a team that we expected to do well. They kind of stopped playing almost at the end of last season um, because they couldn't, they, were, they weren't playing for anything and they started kind of experimenting and playing and uh, preparing for this season. Uh, Matty Falls, incidentally, was uh, another one in the team of the week for Harrogate. Like, can you imagine a team? Like, goal line Harrogate. clearance, a goal line clearance as well from Matty Falls. Get in, I love the boy. Um, 
And the other thing that I found out as well was that Simon Weaver is a Doncastrian, if that's a thing. He was born in Doncaster. Well, so, yeah, anyway. But Harrogate were better. Um, <laughs> Grant McCann's response has been interesting. So um, he has uh, spoken to the Doncaster Free uh, Doncaster Free Press after the game and has said that he's effectively warned the players that he won't tolerate another what he deems as a slow start. Um, so I think they'll either be reinvigorated, they're playing New uh, Newport this weekend, or mm. they'll be really downtrodden and kind of demoralised. Um, he described the first half performance as really poor um, and he didn't make any substitutions until after half time, which is kind of part of this threatening around the slow start that he said that, you know, he gave them the benefit of the doubt, but he won't do that again. Um, although in the programme notes, he asked the fans for patience, which so, you know, lovely kind of contradiction in terms there. But in Doncaster's offence, they had six new players in the outfield, plus then Ian Lawler's first start since he came back. That's a lot of new players to, to gel together, to, you know, to pull games out of the bag. And mm -hmm. I think that's my takeaway yeah. rather than, you know, being a particularly poor performance. Yeah, I, I think it's look, Doncaster are gonna turn it around. It's not gonna be a sign of their season, isn't this? It's just Harrogate are their bogey team. They always they seem to always be that yeah, team. At the end of last with. season, they went on a little run and then lost to Harrogate. Yeah. Well, we'll keep up with that next uh, the next week and see what yeah. happens. But and Newport should be uh we were gonna come up to Newport okay. as well soon. All right, because, I'll go on then. Yeah. Um because, yeah, I agree. Newport should be a, a, a... That's the game you want to come up against after. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get there, let's talk Crew Mansfield because this is mm. genuinely a game that you could split down the middle. Like It's strange. Uh, Mansfield came out and looked great. And yeah. I know Mansfield fans think that I don't like them. And I, I'm, I know they listen to this. I'm going to say now it was... I was asked, and I'll explain it to you, Anna, so you can understand where I'm coming from. I was asked at the end of last season uh -huh. to name teams that I felt already had good enough squads to go again this season. And I didn't yeah. name Mansfield, and Mansfield fans took that to, from me to mean that they wouldn't be challenging this season. And I said, But Nigel Clough has said before the game on Saturday that he called them an improving side, as in they're not there yet. Exactly. And 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 so what's happened is all summer, every signing they've made, they've sent me a message of fans going, and now what? Now do you think we're challenging? And I'm like, well, <laughs> the first one that they signed was, uh, oh, what's he called? Uh, I can't oh, uh, he was uh, alone last season. But, it doesn't matter, whoever it is. Um, but I was like, they said, now do you think we're going to challenge? I said, well, why? What's changed? You've signed a player who was on loan at your last season. So that you're still the same team. Look, they, they're going to be a side. You know, they've got Keela Dunn, who's phenomenal and scored yeah, two and on he's Saturday. Yeah, scored two, yeah. Um, also made team of the week. He did. And then they fell to pieces. Yeah, they did. Well, and, uh, and then Callum McDonald was sent off halfway through the second half, I think. 
Yeah, and apparently that's an arguing point. <laughs> one, I don't think we will see a more blatant red card this season. No. Look, it doesn't matter how you look at it, and it doesn't matter what the outcome was. Did the player get injured? No. He landed yeah. okay. Fine. He was late. He was high. Both feet were off the floor. He Even after he landed, his feet still didn't get back down. That's how high they were. It was fast. It was it was just so reckless. And yeah, uh, look, it's a straight red. There's a few few Mansfield fans who think that it wasn't a straight red and they've, mm. they've argued it, but they can't really offer any proof. In the laws of the game, it's a straight red. It, it's that simple. Yeah. Um, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they're going to have coming up because they've got a they've got a chip on the shoulder now of Mansfield. Mm -hmm. Going up against Markham. Derek Adams... It's going to be an interesting one because I don't know. I, I feel like Morecambe and Crew are very similar teams. So yeah. that could be a struggle as well. For and them. I think arguably Walsall, if you kind of look at it objectively, were probably the stronger side and the scoreline perhaps flattens, flatters Morecambe. So um, yeah. particularly in the second half, uh, I think Walsall was strongest. I think Mansfield will be a step up, definitely. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so much drama in that game on the first first uh, first weekend of the season. Yeah, Not but much. saying that, it, it sounds like Mansfield were um, pretty resilient. I think it sounds like also Killerdon was unfortunate not to get a hat trick. They kept mm -hmm. the pressure on. Yeah, which it would have been very difficult, very easy. Sorry for them to to step back, but Aikens was um, had shot and goal at the end, and yeah, they they kept the pressure on, which is they, they just can't can't sorry can't defend set pieces. That's mm -hmm. their issue. But yeah, like I say, we'll we'll see what happens when they come up this weekend, and we'll we'll yeah we'll maybe have a talk. Uh, yeah. So Tranmere Barrow. <laughs> Pete Wilde was Pete Wilde. I was going to say, Pete Wilde doing Pete Wilde things is just... <laughs> yeah. Here's my question. It's not about the game. I'm asking you this. Right. It's not going to be long, surely, until someone comes in for Pete Wilde. No. It's got no. to be soon, I hasn't think it? That's, I mean, that's always been his approach, hasn't it? Like he's, if you re listen to interviews with him, he talks about almost like quiet leadership, like mm -hmm. sitting back, um steady his background is incredible he's gen he feels genuinely lucky yeah to be managing at the level that he is and you know he's been a mechanic and all sorts of things and he talks about all these skills that he's learned along the way that are not in any way football related so um yeah I I as a as a manager and his background I think he's really interesting and yeah. really attractive to you know league one and up yeah, but no, he does I, say that he wants to get a job done. He does, but you can only get the job done if you've got the right tools. And look, if he's if he's what's the yeah, job at Mans? You know what? what is the job I at mean, Mansfield? Yeah, Canavan's goal. Mansfield Arrow, sorry, was fluky. It was one of those where he didn't even really see it coming, and it just came off the back. Uh, Spence on his debut again, another one scored team of the week. Um, yep. yeah, yeah, potential Pete, goal of the week, goal of the season contender. <laughs> but Barrow had 36% of possession, 
across the game you know it they weren't running rings around um Tranmere at all um and Tranmere again were arguably the stronger of the two sides in the first half I think the Tranmere fans will be disappointed um I've got a colleague who's a Tranmere fan I said to him on Friday you know how are you feeling about it he's like oh you know I'm 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 pretty sure we've we've done well but again I think they're in the same bracket as some of the other teams that we talked about, where they have strengthened, but they've not, they've not gone far enough. They, you know, they might have been competitive in League Two last season, but that yes. probably won't be enough this year. And I think uh, Tranmere really epitomised that. But saying that at one all, they looked like they were going to take the three points. They were much stronger. Yeah. I mean, you just can never write off a Pete Wilde team. Um, no, very mind Pete Wilde. Sorry, Barrow as well. Ben, ben Whitfield's out for two weeks. Yeah. So he didn't play either, which is no. that's a big loss for them. Yeah. Um, and they still got the job done. And Pete Wilde did his mega celebrations, as did the Gillingham manager at Stockport, which I could have as done. As did Scott Lindsay at Crawley. Yeah. Um, so the, the next look, the next two games, Accrington, Newport, and Grimsby, Wimbledon. <sighs> There's not really much to say here. Accrington went and played a, a very poor Newport team. I, yeah. uh, it was a 3-0 win. There's not really any... There were, there were not really many positives from a Newport perspective from what we can see. Accrington kind of set a, set a standard for what they want to do for the rest of the season. There's not yeah. really... Graham claimed that they were soft goals, and they three soft goals. That's got to be very unlucky. Yeah. Um, and, and down to kind of defensive errors. Uh, they've got Gillingham, uh, sorry, Accrington have got Gillingham on Saturday, and I think that'll be a much tougher match yeah. for them. Um, well, lastly, game of the week, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, do you know what? There's, there are bits in there. Um, Ali Al Hamadi missed a penalty, so he'll be looking stuff up. Joe Lewis, who's a, um, a loanee from, from Stockport made 14 clearances, which is kind of apparently, well, looking at the scores was one of the highest in the league. Uh, Ryan Johnson won two headers from back to back corners. There were like, there were bits of, um, I don't know anything about Grimsby. I just like, yeah, there, there wasn't much really to, to say in it. It was a, it was a very dull opening Starts the season for, for for both teams. I think Wimbledon will be the happier of the two. Yeah, really. After last season, especially because I think Grimsby are you know they, they looked like a good side last season aside from the cup run, um, which kind of took a lot of the the league stuff away yeah. from them because they were focusing elsewhere. So yeah, I think Wimbledon will be the happier one of the two, definitely. Yeah. So let's look at the table. Oh, if we can. So. <laughs> we've got new ways of doing this so we're going to find out if this works in a second because well, while, while we're waiting for it to work we should say that the podcasts are now available on youtube and wow. that means that while we've been talking we've had scores kind of coming along the bottom as the ticker tape on a normal week you'd be able to see whatever liam was eating on his chat uh producer ryan can like throw up as if by magic hey look at that Producer Ryan didn't do it. Uh, I think producer Ryan's going to get his shopping. I was just going to say his Tesco deliveries come. Yeah, producer Liam stepped in. Um, so oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, we've we've got extra functionality and um, exciting visual cues when we're uh, 
when we're on YouTube. So you'll just have to imagine the league table if you're listening well, to it. Well, 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 we'll have a look after. Obviously, Sutton United being top of the league after game one. No one saw that coming. No, no one it, saw. Uh, no. Notts that County. wasn't on anyone's bingo card. No, and Notts County, Wrexham, Bradford and Stockport, no one predicted any. Hey, yeah, but do you know what? Like, we're three points off top, so I'll take that. Yeah, it was same with Swindon. Swindon are three points <laughs> off top, they've got a game in hand. Um, <laughs> their fans are delighted. Uh, but no, no, look, it's been... The, the league table means nothing at this side, but this stage, but we just wanted to show that we have that functionality and we can show you the league table. Um, yeah. So uh, we, look, we 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 changed Rose Ed as well, didn't we, Alex? We're gonna we'll move on to Rose Ed at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we'll move on to it now before the end. So okay. you're gonna do a Rose Ed this week, and then we're gonna yeah. put it out to a poll on Twitter. Yeah. It's so not Hannah. very controversial, I don't oh, think. Okay. Well, I don't know. My my rose ed this week is, um, and actually we've not talked about this, and I'd be interested to hear your opinion on it. But it's not something that's unique to Stockport. It's a, um, so my contribution to rose ed would be the decision making behind putting the family stand immediately adjacent to the away fans. So this happens at Grimsby as well. Yeah. Um, it's now the case at Stockport because we've had the kind of rejig of the railway end and the together stand. It's just not a very nice family stand atmosphere when you've got people swearing and throwing bottles and yeah. um, generally behaving like away fans and I get like I get it it's I don't want to take that away from them in any way shape or form and um but just take it away from the family stand it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah at Bradford they're not in the family stand but they they are in the choir to stand so we've got the away Mm -hmm. fans and then next to them you have it's kind of people that have sat there their entire lives. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of families in there. It's not known as the family stand, but there are yeah. a lot of families, a lot of kids. It's the disabled section. It's mm-hmm. it's all of that. And that's right next to the the away fans. And I think not the season just gone, the season before, we actually had Oldham fans climbing over the mm-hmm. like the, the the segregation things that are up on the, yeah. the seats to stop people. They were climbing over to get at them. And it's like they yeah. were they were just people with the families and Right. It wasn't the people that they they really wanted to do that with. So no. I I agree. But we'll we'll put that out. Let's we, we should we should put that out because I, I I'm one that believes that if you have a singing and an atmosphere section in a club, mm-hmm. put them next to each other because the atmosphere will be mm-hmm. incredible. Ours at home are in the top of the northwest corner. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like as far away corner. as I could get, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And it kills the atmosphere because it doesn't travel. Yeah. And it's like every every single game, it doesn't matter what happens. At the end of every single game, I'll go on Facebook and you'll see away fans going, Bradford are quiet at home. And you'll see Bradford fans yeah. going, Could, couldn't hear you guys. And the, mm-hmm. me doing the mascotting thing, I'm stood centre circle and yeah. I can't hear either. Oh, really? And I think I've tried to explain that. Yeah. a lot to do with it, haven't they? But yeah, yeah it's the same at Stockport, to be honest. And, and other places that have been. But it's it's hard, I suppose, when you're trying as well. When you're trying to get an atmosphere going, it's hard if you can't hear anything back because yeah. you bounce off it. And if they were next to each other and all they were closer, it would create that yeah. really, really good. Uh, 
it created that really, really good atmosphere. Sorry, that little stutter there was because producer Ryan's just advised us that we forgot the ad break. <laughs> uh, but we didn't forget. We Producer Ryan's job yeah, is to tell us to do the ad break. Remind us. Yeah, but don't worry, because we can do it during, like, after game six, because there were 12, yeah, 11 games, but we talked about some Swindon. Yeah, there's as well. probably a really quiet one somewhere that we can just whack the ad break over. Yeah, don't right. worry, Ryan. Um, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to talk about? I know you sent me a lot of pictures. Oh, I've got some exciting news. Go on. Exciting news for, actually, it's not exciting for anyone else except for Stockport County fans because, oh, we're going to get accused of being self-indulgent again, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Let's just not talk about it. Um, I'm glad Sweden so... didn't play this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm delighted. To be fair, all week I kept thinking, when as soon as you mention Swindon on Monday, I'm going to go, who? <laughs> pretend that we're there. Um, yeah, self-indulgent and turgid we are. Anyway, so, not that we're you? It personally. Are you self-indulgent uh, I'll be self-indulgent turgid? always. Ooh, I'm going to get turgid on the back of a shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got chips at County, which is something that I, you know I'd like to take claim personal responsibility for due to my you know petition and sitting outside the Cheedland and. I can't help but feel you've been a bit sarcastic there. <laughs> but I am I excited because honestly, we're there next week. If it had occurred to me, I would have done. Yeah, I'll have to. If you could, um, when you've got the chicken outfit on, I'll if, sneak if, you if, in. If, no one will know into yeah. the courtyard, which apparently yeah, yeah. away fans can't go in because that's where the chips are. So um, it's very exciting. The chips, they're actually good chips as well, mm. which, you know, I plastered my poor dad all over Twitter. He's like, where are you? Where are you putting that on a WhatsApp group? Definitely not on Twitter. <laughs> so, but they, yeah, they, they, they look good. They look good. They I can't wait good. to try. I love chips at football. I love good chips at football. Um, yeah. So that was exciting news. What else has happened? Um, well, do you know what? I'm going to just. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry, just quickly actually signed some people at the end of last week. They did. They signed somebody whilst we were at the charity night. <laughs> Did they? Uh, during the show. Um, and I was just going to touch on that. So the, the guys from the Fools Rush In Swindon podcast, they hosted a charity night where they had all mm -hmm. their listeners come and sit in. Like they did a live version of the show. It was brilliant. And they did it for the British Heart Foundation. They yeah. raised £1,700. Amazing. Which is it's awesome. And, um, Bradford donated, Salford donated. Yeah. Uh, Billy Bantam turned up and walked in halfway through the <laughs> night. Holding a signed ball. I'm in trouble by my missus because I took the signed ball from Bradford, won it in an auction and brought it back. <laughs> she's, she, she said, I, I rang her and she said, why have you done that? And I said, for charity. She said, you've got two of those at home already. Like, was it because was... no one at Swindon wanted a signed Bradford ball and it was a no, bit I got, in, I got in a bidding war with someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got in a bidding war with someone, and yeah, Salford donated, Bradford donated, Bradford donated a table for four for hospitality. That went for I think three hundred and fifty quid. It was, nice. it was honestly, it was a really, really good night. Everyone was really, really nice, and you know, considering the some of the beef that I've had with Swindon fans this mm -hmm. last twelve months, it was nice to be there and sort of see them in person because they were laughing about some of the stuff, and yeah, you know, I stand my ground. And, you know that. You know, ultimately, I don't want to, you know demask you but you know sometimes it's fun to be controversial to have to provoke discussion and conversation if, if we weren't um, controversial then this this podcast wouldn't work we wouldn't have got any yeah. feedback if we just 
did everything and said exactly what everybody else thought. Unfortunately, you know, the way it is, if anything I say about a team, you might find that a lot of the fans disagree with it, but you will find a percentage of their fans that agree. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm just leaning into, leaning into the minorities, I suppose, because if you lean into yeah. the minority of it, you get the majority that come at you. And that's how you stoke interactions. You're such a humanitarian. I you're am. just giving a voice to the people. Voice to the voiceless. <laughs> I am. That's what I honestly, I'm a good person, really. Um, <laughs> voiceless American Wrexham fans. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. No, we won't talk about it. We'll save that for another week because that's a rant, <laughs> is that? So yeah, no, we've well, we've reached we've reached the end, haven't we? Swindon, yeah, they signed some players. So look, we'll see how they do next week. Jay yeah. Young, phenomenal signing for them. I said it from. Yeah. I'm still taking. Can I just can I just state as well? And I, this is something that I haven't heard from Bradford before. People think that I've heard this from Bradford. It's not come from Bradford's side. Jake Young actually was going to Crawley, and it fell through at the last minute. And Why this was, was that? this was. Um, reasons and uh yeah the uh this was like a month or so ago this is well mm. before this is well before the uh the swindon thing came along but i mean i said from the end of last season or when we found out jake young could leave i said swindon should be getting jake, jake young's a sign mm-hmm. for swindon and he's there and i'm delighted and i'm happy to right. see him there and i hope he does well because otherwise that's two seasons in a row where i've done it and got it wrong because i also mm-hmm. said ronan darcy would be a great signing for them um who by the way was great on saturday so yeah um yeah <laughs> ryan producer ryan's trying to get us to tell people the reason that jake young didn't sign for crawley um he's been quite childish is producer it, or ryan. Is he just trying to tell me not knowing that i do entirely no, know what i'm doing no, he's, and... he's not he's not at all because he knows that when this is over we're going to speak so he knows full well <laughs> what he's doing he's, he's wrote two messages in a minute telling you who it is and why <laughs> the problem is he's wanting you to say it don't say it um he's poking the bear he says um um yeah if anyone cares i'm available for reasonable offers i'll sell my exclusive yeah um not if the ceo of crawley has all to say about it so hannah do you want to walk us out we've reached the end yeah so um Thanks again for listening to the Real EFL podcast. Uh, the League One podcast um, is available now as well. They're all on under Real EFL, so you can find them on Spotify and um, Apple. Uh, we oh, we didn't talk about us making. We well, I do this every week, don't I? We we made the Apple podcast chart. That's exciting. We did. We did. We got there finally ahead of Jamie Carragher. Uh huh. And that's I'll because. Another word. And there's a load of NFL podcasts in there as well, which don't count because apparently they're football. Um, so we'd really appreciate it if you could rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple. Um, we've also on uh, the podcast back catalogue got the interview with Neil Redfern. Uh, we've got Ian Barraclough coming this week as well. Um, can talk about his time uh, managing an international team, which would be really interesting. Um, I think that's everything. We'll see you next week for perhaps less chaos, but it is Lee too, so possibly not. Thank you, Liam, for your contributions and uncontroversial opinions. Up the fucking chickens. <laughs> it's an
90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow, you've got your McNuggets share box on the go. And do you know what? Your mates already got booked for double dipping. But then later on, you steal in, grab the last nugget and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.